A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Going home, I'm like, bitch, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah, I suck dick and you go. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and what a week to have Johnny Sibley on the Gay-Ass Podcast. You've seen him on Pose, on the show Hacks, Queer as Folk, a true legend, and someone I've wanted to have on the pod for a long time. Uh, Not only do we discuss everything about coming up in Miami and having sexual experiences as a teenager, but we also talk about the Rob Anderson discourse. And if you don't know what that is, he posted about being upset as a single person that he goes to parties and the couples who are open are essentially poaching all of the singles away and what that means in the gay dating universe. So I had to go into the zeitgeisty conversation of that. But also, I'm very excited to tell you that I just got home from my mushroom trip. And it was kind of incredible and cathartic. And I'm actually going to be bringing my friend Charles on the podcast, who is my guide uh, to talk about the experience. And I am really excited for y'all to hear that. I'm also excited for you to hear this episode, so we're getting straight into it, and I hope you live your bussy bliss. Leave a five-star review if you have not, and follow along at Gay Ass Podcast on the old Instagram. I love ya. Give me one margarita, I'ma give you some head. Give me one Johnny Sibley. Bitch, I'm gagged dead. It's Johnny Sibley on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. Johnny, dreams do come true. Thanks for coming on. That intro was a dream come true. <laughs> it's really I had to gear myself up for it because, you know, like when you press record and then all of a sudden it's lights, camera, action. But for Johnny, I wanted to show up and show out. And I've wanted you on Gay-Ass Podcast for a minute, and I'm so thrilled you're here. Here I am. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited. By the way, it was also exciting to have you on the Gay Ass Live show in June. And we're about to announce the lineup for the September one. And I was going back through the banks and you represented Sally Field in a way that would make her proud. Because let me tell you something. Some people go on the show and like know more than others. You came knowing and you 
when you said who, who do you want to like what um character actress do you want i mean i there was like a couple that i was like oh she's iconic she's iconic but when i thought about who really resonated with me she always like i was like i want to do someone i'm actually a, a huge fan of you know and you and it showed because there was a question about what sign she was holding <laughs> yeah the union sign when you immediately knew the answer to what was on that sign, I just was so impressed. I, I've had to, I shouldn't admit this, but I've had to slip a couple of contestants, a couple answers before the show, just knowing that I, it's a lot of pressure, but you did not need a single slippage. Nah, nah, I love me Sally. I have to admit to you that I watched a movie for the first time that I wasn't going to say publicly, but I feel like there's a safe space with you. I just watched um, Aaron Brockovich for the first time. For the first time. See, this is why I didn't want to say anything, but like... Well, it... I don't, yeah, I don't want to... I actually hate when people do that. Um, <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> um, Well, I don't want you to feel bad because, you know, better late than never, but um, I'm actually... It, it was late. The reason it's surprising to me is because I feel like that was like like a movie that everyone was like talking about at a certain point in time, blah blah blah. They no, uh, they were, and I was like vacant smile, <laughs> not saying anything other uh, either way. Just like yes, yeah, love that, love that girl. <laughs> her love her, and that water was fucked. Yeah, you're like I love Aaron Brockovich, but have you heard of you like completely changed the subject? Have, did, did you know that they're making Dreamgirls into a movie? <laughs> completely, <laughs> exactly. completely bring something else up. Yeah, well, gays have such ADHD that they're always like, oh yeah, that that too, you know. Very easy. Yeah, as long if anytime you feel like you're in a bind about a movie, bring up Death Becomes Her, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good party trick. <laughs> honestly i've got a couple and that's one um you not only are a star who performed well in gay ass live show but you also just got a gorgeous haircut johnny how long have you gone to this haircut person in your life is this, is this a constant for you we've been together for i'd say like two three years maybe do you feel comfortable saying where in la they work or is it a, a secret he, um he works at martina samuel salon which is right next to the equinox west hollywood location name drop <laughs> do you do you attend equinox yourself um not that one because i'd rather eat glass um <laughs> but i do yes i do pay a pretty penny to like go work out but you probably what's your favorite part about the equinox besides the gym besides the actual besides the equipment <laughs> it is well it depends on where you go but it is nice to uh window shop some mm. It is nice. I love a towel service situation. I love the 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 weights to be re racked. I you know mm. the Virgo in me likes efficiency. Virgo as well. Wait, when's your birthday? September fifth, and I'm the twenty first. Wow. Ooh. Well, happy early birth. Yeah, happy um, early birth to you as well. Thank you so much. I I think I can I can feel our Virgo ness because when you showed up, I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but when you showed up to the show, yeah right on time with your eye on the prize i said this is my sister like this is someone who gets it and the virgoness is coming through and I, it makes a lot of sense now yeah i'm like i'm gonna show up on time and you know be prepared because yeah no one is gonna be more embarrassed than me if i'm not oh you know same 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 but that but i find that's kind of another relatable thing about you is that you're honest about 
some of these deep things including you did a <laughs> tiktok filter where it said like you're a chronic people pleaser and i could tell you were gutted which same same but who hurt us where do we get that from <laughs> well you know after some therapy i did realize that like when i was a kid i was the oldest and when my dad and mom split up my dad moved out of the house and then i took on this role of like making sure everything was okay because i like saw mm. the way that affected my mom so i immediately you're put into this position as a child to like make sure everyone around is okay is yes. mom is mom happy so when you're making sure mom is happy and you leave home everyone is transformed into mom at that point is mom and happy is mom happy is mom happy is mom happy and that's 50 people yeah you're consistently saying sorry on the subway when someone else bumped into you yes you're saying i'm so sorry i have to send this food back i really you know i i really don't want to but i you know like there's so many things you end up apologizing for you start taking on other people's like anger and like yeah it's really just a horrible place to be and i've tried to learn how to like be like no but no 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 is no and no is okay don't you think though that as like the gay son too with the mom there's an added burden because i don't know if it's because we are usually a little more sorry to the hetero men but like a little more emotionally intelligent and communicative and i feel like there's more of that pressure to provide that place of solace for our moms and i think that also creates that mom dynamic with the rest of the world after you leave home too because you're like i've got to be this way for everyone i mean being told as a child by not my mom but like other family members like you're the man of the house well you know you're the man of the house i'm like i don't want to be the fucking man of the house i want to play with my dinosaurs or i want to be the princess of that castle yeah, exactly man of the house I played with dinosaurs that's not what happened uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to play with dinosaurs but you were giving the dinosaurs manicures yeah i was like yes wait. they were like doing dips um <laughs> <laughs> a prehistoric death drop rock um <laughs> the asteroid comes in they all do death drops that's too funny um yeah so i mean it really just sets you up for and and especially in dating that's also another thing it's like i've really had to be like no this is what i i want to do oh my god that is such a good point because i'm going to tell you something yeah. i've been with matt for a, a decade a decade and the first two years i was people pleasing my pussy out i was so worried <laughs> that i was going to be dumped and that i needed to look out for signs that i wasn't doing enough and yeah. then in therapy one day i had this like i truly don't know the shift and i think i've talked about this before but i stopped feeling that way because i realized it was a two-way street and that he was also lucky to be with me. And I immediately was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This needs to change. And my therapist said, what ha what happened in your brain? And I was like, I can't tell you what it is. But like, I've realized that if I'm worried about getting dumped all the time, that's giving myself way too little credit. And also, he's lucky to be with me. And I... I, I wish I, I wish there was a drug to do that to people, but I still need to do that in a greater sense but especially in relationships i think it is important to have the balance of your worth yeah and being able to treat your partner well while also like communicating your needs and boundaries it's not fucking easy it's not easy. 
Right. And it's like, it's also being a part of like a team where, you know, they want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. And, you know, I remember I got into like me and my ex-boyfriend got into like a, an argument and I was like, well, that's the beginning of the end. I guess this is just where it starts to like unravel. Whoa. And like, we like sat on the bed. It was very dramatic. And he's like, I just want to say like, I, and I don't want you to think that this is like, the end i want mm. you to realize that like we're going to have arguments and the only person i want to have these arguments is with you and Oof. one i will say that's an emotionally mature man um which i was not used to and two it really did help me open up to like oh we're gonna yeah we're having a disagreement right now but i wasn't already going for the door or like yeah. you know like i suck this is me i'm gonna be left alone and don't want to not it's so, it's so interesting did that end up being the thing that broke you up? No, no, God, no. Um, we actually, I don't, I think that's the last time we really fought. Like, we never fought. He's also a Virgo and also a people pleaser, I'd say. So, two Virgos. I've never, I've never dated a fellow Virgo and I, oh, I love. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how I, I've only dated one Virgo. Um, and we just, we, <laughs> we got along so well. Do you, are you currently dating someone or are you single? No, I'm single. Okay. Like one from being like, we never fought to it. No, I'm fucking single. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm going to ask you something that I truly was not going to. And it's just, it's in the zeitgeist of our community. And I feel yeah. like your take would be very interesting to me. Did you see the Rob Anderson? Yes. Single people should stick together and essentially... The couples who are open and fucking other people yeah. should let the single people just find each other. What where where do you fall on that? Um, I well, I did respond to Rob because Rob's a friend of mine. And mm -hmm. you know, I like to push back a little bit sometimes because I, you know, I did say to him, there are lots of single men that actually seek out couples in mm -hmm. order to I mean, I'll only speak for myself. Like when I lived in New York City, I, there was nothing I liked more than going home with a couple. One, because I was, that was a, at a point in my life where I was like very fragile. Mm -hmm. When I went home with a couple, I felt taken care of. Um, even though I was like, you know, the special guest, I still felt like there was like some love there that felt one, not uh, non-committal, but that my feelings weren't going to be hurt the next morning because I knew what was going to happen. Right. Whereas like when you hook up with another single person and you're like worried, like to, worried about saying, God, that was so great the next morning. Cause you don't want them to think that you want to date. Like there's so much more that goes into it. So I like push back on that as well. But I also said like, everyone's getting something out of it at the same time. Like this, I've been the person in the couple that like, you know, was in a relationship for a while and you know, you don't really have that spark. And sometimes it's nice to feel like a a brand new pair of shoes, you know, that someone's a hundred percent. Um and 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 vice versa, the single person who's probably having a horrible time dating gets to cosplay this nice relationship with you or your partner or both. Um so there's there's that. And you know, because it it felt at first it read to me as it was like, you know, these uh Poor unsuspecting singles are just roaming the forests, and these. Don't get me wrong; there are couples out there that are hunters. Like they are hunters. Oh, I'm sure. 
but it, to me it, to me it felt like it was it was a little bit of like the poor singles <laughs> who have no autonomy and then the um villain couples who are casting a net at the parties to make sure not a single person finds love in their life and i do know that he knows that there is a gray area yeah, I but i took a bit of umbrage to the um judgment call on the couples of like you are taking away from others when really there is of course both every party has a say in what happens for their own journey for sure um i will say i have definitely been of the mindset of like i've been talking to friends of mine who are in relationships i'm like oh yeah there's this guy they're like oh no you can't talk to him i have a crush on him i'm like you're literally no in a relationship and i need you to fuck off and like they're like yeah but we're open i'm like you can't and this is what rob was saying it's like you can't have it all babe and And that is what i agree with you (laughs) and rob that yeah i'm not gonna say to my single friend no you can't like honey i'm legally wed (laughs) you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah okay i'm glad that i'm glad that this political discussion has i think we I love it. I think it's so funny. And all the memes of like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Couple one couple. <laughs> yeah. one. I mean, that's... I said to Matt, I was like, do you think one of us is the ugly one? And he goes, probably to someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, to someone we are. But you know what's funny? I've hooked up with couples where I've been one, attracted to one more than the other. Yeah. And then once it's happened, that shifted. Like, I was attracted to, you know, the uh, whatever. I don't want to say ugly one because I wouldn't sleep with anyone I didn't find attractive. Right. You would say the one, the one that you were less attracted to right, at first. The one that I had less of a pull with. Or, and sometimes that's even like kind of fun when there's like the one that's really into you. And then there's the one that's like, I guess this is fine. And you're like, wait, but why don't you love me? Like, <laughs> I'm going to win you over. I'm going to pop this pussy. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think it's. I love Rob Anderson being a conversation starter with like couples at home. He he <laughs> is, and you got to give it to a guy who will post something and run, and then let the internet explode. And it it's giving like I don't know, gay Carrie Bradshaw of like <laughs> discourse. So just like it made yeah. me wonder. Um, you know what I'm wondering about Johnny is the famous podcast question that I want to ask you, which is whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? If we were to blame someone, um, it's funny you mentioned Julia Roberts because I feel like I, cause I like try and think about this a lot because I, I you know, this question is in the zeitgeist when it comes to gay people. And there's so many people, there's so many things I can remember like, Ooh, yeah. Like, What's his name? Chris O'Donnell as Robin in Batman. Mm. He was so. Mm. But I think for me, the like spark was Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. Oh, Richard Gere has done. Richard Gere. I'm trying to think of a Gear reference, and I don't have enough ma- masculine <laughs> knowledge to be like that. Gear was up and down, and I pushed it, honey. <laughs> The gears were the gears were alive cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> the gears were on full cylinders. <laughs> um. So Richard Gear, what can you give me the insight into? Was it the sexual N energy? Was it what was it? I think there was just like a well. One, my mom thought he was hot, so I was like, okay, whatever mom says is good is good. Uh, uh-huh. But then I watched Pretty Woman. Uh, far younger than I probably should have, to be honest. But, you know, when you're the man in the house, you get to do whatever you want. Um, 
So we're watching me, my sister. Oh my God, this is such a funny story too. Because it was me, my sister, and my mom. We're watching Pretty Woman and there's like a sex scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom's like, don't look, which makes us like, well, we're looking. And then my sister goes, because <laughs> she used to call like her vagina a cootie cat. That was like the like fun, not creepy way of talking about it. Cootie cat? I think that it was kitty cat, but like they said, she said cootie cat because she couldn't really say it. Cootie uh, cat. But she was like, why do I feel thumps in my <gasps> <laughs> And I just remember being like, bitch, I don't want to hear that. Uh, my thumps, my thumps, my thumps, my thumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is it? But then I realized like it was his like, he was so relaxed in himself. Mm. And like, I just loved how well he treated julia roberts mm. and like how he was always reassuring her and like that scene at the end like this is what's so funny is that like it wasn't even like his ass or his you know i mean right beautiful but that scene at the end where he's waiting at the bottom of the fire escape with the flowers like my nipples get hard every time because <laughs> like you know when a man is hot that's one thing but when a man is hot and thoughtful that is a uh. whole different and when a confident man is hot and thoughtful, it's like, come on now. Because you know what? <laughs> it takes a real confident man to not only wear pink, which was the thing when we were young, but also to like treat someone right yeah. because they know not only their worth, but their, their their person's worth. And for me, obviously, this was not as loud in the zeitgeist, but when Richard Gere was in Shall We Dance? Oh, with J-Lo. With J-Lo? Yeah. I mean, it. that to me was like... I watched it over and over and there was something about his sex appeal in that movie too that I'm sure did something for my daddy thing. The gray hair for him has oh, always, 100%. oh my God. And like successful and yeah. like nice car. I'm like, this is why like guys that I probably shouldn't be into are like hot to me, like straight men that like work in finance. I'm like, you look like Richard Gere, but I know you act like one of the guys from succession instead. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Oh my God. But unfortunately it's been programmed into us because I still, if I see a guy that looks like he's been to a country club, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sign me up. <laughs> I'm like, my cutie cat is thumping. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then did you did you uh, through this richard gear essence in your mind did you end up coming out while you were still living at home or was it a post yeah i mean well i (laughs) fell i fell in love with a boy um when i was like 16 and i remember just not i'm not very good at like a poker face so like if i'm something you're probably gonna know um remind me where you grew up in miami right so 16 year old yeah in There's Miami. a boy in Miami. Can what was the was the boy the high school jock? Was he a theater kid? No, he was. He actually lived like a county over, but he was friends with my friends. Mm. And what's funny is that I didn't know this until he told me later on. But like we met on webcam when we were like sixteen, and we like jerked off together. And because you know we didn't like show face or anything. Do you remember what website it was? I actually don't. It was one of those like chat roulette. Wow. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And um, then I met him with friends, but I didn't know it was him. And he like, he was not out. But like, you know, he like added me on AIM and we started chatting and whatever. And push came to shove, like we hooked up. And it was like, 
so corny. We we were like in a big field and we had like a blanket. It was like the middle of the night because we like both snuck out or whatever. And I called it the field of dreams, <laughs> which he will never let me live down. But uh, only a sixteen-year-old, newly fucking yeah. a gay boy, can say field of dreams, and that that seemed endearing to me. But it is without any like irony or like yeah. So like, but then because he wasn't out. I think when he realized like he wanted to do that, I was no longer exciting to him because he wanted to explore more. But at mm. that point I had been like hooking up with guys for two years. So I was kind of like a veteran at that point. <laughs> um, Good for you. So you were like, I mean, you were kind of the type A Virgo that knew what he wanted and then went out and got it. Yeah. And then so when he was like, oh, I don't think this is for me. But he was like, you know, it was very much like you're just a child, like a child basically doing what you think love is. So everything was like, my love, babe. And then it was all of a sudden it was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, wait, what? I thought we were getting married. (laughs) You know, like so. (laughs) Um, Did you in the field of dreams, forgive the crassness, but was a full pen? Uh yeah 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 wow. oh wait not full pen no not full pen um oh I guess yeah that could have gone penis or penetration I yeah. meant penetration um I was like yeah it was full um <laughs> <laughs> full and then empty no I didn't do penetration till uh like I was eighteen I think legal yeah <laughs> and with someone my own age which wasn't always the case like I definitely hooked up with guys that like I think about it now and I'm like that wasn't right because <laughs> you were sixteen and they were fully richard gear (laughs) (laughs) what do you think what do you think is the oldest guy you hooked up with at 16 um probably like in his 60s (laughs) that is not (laughs) what i thought you were gonna say yeah no it was truly like it was oh wait no i guess i wasn't 16 i think i was 18 but still Still. like i was i was like the kid at the grocery store like i was the one that put the carts back and like people's groceries out to the car and there was like this older guy and i remember like he was like attractive for an old man and he like grabbed his dick or something and i was like that's hot (laughs) and you know when you're that age like everything's a turn on like the wind can blow and you're like well of course Uh, and so he's like what time do you get up for (sighs) at 5 p.m so we like came back and then like parked behind the grocery store where i worked and i like went in his car and immediately i was like this is not good like i don't oh no yeah so like i think we i don't remember exactly what happened but i think he jerked off and came and i was like okay bye (laughs) sure 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 but it's it's such a layered topic because of course like i laugh hearing the age but also there is a (laughs) power struggle and a and a age difference of intellect but it's also when you're a gay person i'm not to forgive or minimize what's going on but i know like i was just watching that fucking documentary on i think it's on max which is about the serial killer who was targeting queer men Yeah. yeah last call and we just finished it and like it is so insane to see how illegal it was and how much the police and the government did not you know prioritize queer people and so like of course i'm not saying that it's okay for a really old man to go for an underage person but you also have to remember like the rule like the rules for society were like it wasn't 
Yeah. It wasn't okay. And so I think it was kind of like survival mode, but I wanted to, as a horny 16 year old, do all of those things. But I, I didn't, I mean, like I, I think when I was 18 or 19, I ended up, you know, getting my, my share. But like when I was closeted in, in, in the Midwest, I was like, yeah. The the me the the aim conversations I think were the furthest I went or like I would do phone chat with older guys I definitely did that yeah. I did phone illegal activity for sure yeah I definitely did phone and then when webcam came out I definitely did that a lot yeah um and yeah I mean and then Adam for Adam and I remember yeah. it's funny I remember was it Grinder or Adam for Adam but it was somewhere where. Oh no, it was on webcam because I was like doing that when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. And guys would be like, How old are you? I'm like, 19. And they're like, no, You're not. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I am. Why don't you believe me? They're like, You're literally a child. Get off of this thing. <gasps> and like <laughs> Oh, so you looked young. Yeah. I mean, I like I look young for my age now, so I can only imagine like when I was that age, like, or so I hear. Um I <laughs> I was, yeah. And also I wasn't like trying to, like, I didn't know how to act older. Like I I just was like, I'll say I'm 19 and they'll believe me. Um, But I remember a lot of guys were like, that's disgusting. Get off of here. I'm I'm just picturing you sucking a lollipop. 19. (laughs) (laughs) I like have like a poster of like Buzz Lightyear in the back. You're wearing a hat with a spinny top. But then there were a lot of guys who were like, yeah, you like that. And it's funny as an adult now, like when I've webcam and I see like, a fucking child i'm like get and i'm like throw my laptop i'm like this is this guy how is it it's like thing? that that's a child clip have you seen yeah. that <laughs> bitch yes <laughs> um but it's so weird because like you don't when you're that age you don't really have any kind of like it's not like you're flirting with your like the person in school like everything's very and that's why i always say like like i love things like Heartstopper and like really any queer media because like had I had that, I probably wouldn't have put myself in situations where, thankfully, I didn't, wasn't harmed. Right. I could have been. And there are people and, and, you know, young teens and things that are harmed. And like, that's why it's like, just like, uh, you know, not rationalize, just normalize the fact that we're queer from an early age, just like straight people are straight from an early age. Well, it's funny you say that because I was just with my family on this family trip which is rare for us because i have there's four of us siblings total there's four partners there's three young children my it's like 13 people and we did did this beach vacation and i was looking at my three nephews who were like five three and two and i was like statistically speaking (laughs) one of you at least is gonna have some sort of gay in you and i can't wait to figure out who you which one of you it is but also like how it's different now and Mm. how you can express it and i hope that i get to you know like be a part of the normalizing of it for them but i'm curious for you if you were you know the quote-unquote man of the house you're growing up in miami what 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 was it like to not only be out as gay but like as an adult now what is your relationship to being in especially like queer media and it being a great part of your professional life, like how does it translate to being around the straight members of your family? Um, Oh, I feel so empowered now uh, versus like when I was a kid, I felt, you know, like the outcast. Yeah. I was always 
I was always told how pretty and, and sweet and beautiful I was. Like there was never any doubt that I was special, mm-hmm. but like there was always that like, well, you know, Johnny, like, da, da, da. like, oh, there, oh, there he is with the women again, or like little comments that now it's so funny. I, I like a couple of years ago, we had like a group chat with all the cousins and I like would always be the one to read everybody. Like, and it's like, oh, don't get Johnny mad because he'll like fucking destroy <laughs> you. And like, I take such pride in that because that's so many years of me boiling under the surface of like i'm not as cool as you guys i'm not as normal as you guys i'm not and now you know even be like being on tv and you know making a name for myself in my own regard going home i'm like bitch you can't tell me nothing yeah i suck dick and you don't like you know ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I mean, <laughs> there's just so much. Um, I think because I was so fucking um, hard-headed when it came to, like, who I was and what I wanted to do with my life, and it paid off. Mm that there's there's really like nothing that they could ever say to me that would make me feel um less than or bad and and by the way i what i am interested in is you are a person who can post things on social media that might be trivial to others but they're just like effortlessly funny and also like not cringy and the reason i bring this up is because you did um a tiktok video that was you lip singing to this this audio which and then the caption was you saying in 2016 you're at your restaurant job talking about your social media characters and the audio was like 
No, I own oh. my business. <laughs> <laughs> I run, I have businesses. Like you were like, but basically the point of the video is like, you are like a little bit of faking it till you make it of like, no, you're telling people like, I am a boss. I, I do. But like, clearly you're still like up and coming. So what was the key for you to bridge the gap between not having had the career that you wanted, but like still knowing that you were destined for it? Like, how did you, how did you get through that? Um, you know, when I was a kid, I used to, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time outside because people were mean. So I spent a lot of time indoors watching like E and mm-hmm. like rivers and behind the music and all of these like celebrity driven shows because I was wondering how they got what they wanted mm-hmm. because I knew from an early age that's what I want. Like when Barney was on, I was like, mom, I want to be in that. She's like, no, that's not real. I'm like, no, 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 I want to be one of the kids. I know it's not real. Um, I want to be on set, mom. Mom, I want to be on set. Yeah, exactly. So I knew from a very early age. And so I just studied all of that. Like, I remember watching it behind the music of Jennifer Lopez and how someone was like, yeah, she always knew. She used to come into dance practice and be like, I'm going to be famous one day. And I was like, yeah, that's the kind of mindset you, I guess you have to have is just, you have to know better than anyone in the room that that's mm-hmm. what you're meant for. Um, and so that's how I just went through the world. Like, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't be like, by the way, guys, I'm going to be somebody one day. But they're like, like clear table 42. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly. I remember I do. This is a funny story that I tell often because it's great. But that specific restaurant that I worked at, I remember being like, because this is where every famous person used to come in. Mm. Like every actor, every actress, every musician, every politician would come in and have dinner here. And so I would be like, I can't wait to come back and like have dinner here when like I'm a person of note. Mm. And people like, okay, um, right. You know what I mean? Like okay, do your side work. Yeah, not yeah. Like until then, could you like bust? <laughs> until then, could you get the ketchup off the bottles? <laughs> um, and you know, it's they weren't trying to be dicks about it, but it was like okay, they just could, didn't see it, and I always saw it. So it was like, and then like cut to not even two or three years later, I had I was doing a show at the time called Pose. And I, it was like the second season was premiering and the premiere was happening two blocks away from that restaurant. And so I was like, I'm going to go in and have a drink before I go to the premiere. So I went back in and, and I remember my, the maitre d' was like, you did it. You did it. <gasps> and I was like, yeah, I did, didn't I? That gave um, me full chilies. <laughs> that is, I have to say like what I struggle with some sometimes and i've really worked on it in the past few years is the idea of self-doubt and worrying about my value equaling my success Mm -hmm. and i have learned through literally talking to people like you on this podcast is how much of mindset is a part of the journey and so hearing that like you had that inner confidence and like also just like manifesting to be able to go back to have that drink which by the way poses such a fucking amazing show and like i oftentimes we joke on the podcast about like the level of delusion you do need in order to succeed in of course entertainment but in a lot of different really tough <laughs> industries and really anything but i think that there it, beyond the delusion is just the like respect for yourself to like right. take the chance on yourself well it's also like the question of why not me like yeah. why i deserve to be in that space like who mm-hmm. said i couldn't you know like i always like i think that's part of the reason growing up in a 
in a house that didn't understand me, but loved me regardless and told me I was the best. Mm. Like I went into the world thinking I'm the best, like I am the best and like, and not in a self-serving way, but in a way of like, how can I be the best, but also like help people and like be kind and, you know, someone that comes from nothing, like how can I become something and then give back? Like there's so many ways to think about it that like, you, you know, I think for, especially for a lot of queer people, I'm like, we need more people to be delusional until they're up there. And I've seen, not even me, like just so many people that I knew back in like New York when I was young and like in my twenties that are like doing things now that I'm like, oh my God, we like, you know, and then there's people that were like, they would say kind of like nasty things that they didn't realize were kind of nasty. Mm And now they're like, oh, my God, babe, how are you? And I'm like, girl, fine. You know what I mean? And these people really, they don't know that they treated you shitty. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't, like, but that stuff stays with you, especially when it's comments on your work. Like, when I used to do the character videos, like, some people would be like, oh, you're doing those little, doing those little characters? What are, you, what are, you, what are those going to bring? Yeah. Yeah, little, little, your little video. Like, oh, you're the one that does the little. And I'm like... <laughs> And, you know, I just, I know that a lot of people don't mean harm by it or like, oh, you're an actor. What restaurant do you work at? I'm like, oh, LOL. We've never heard that one before. Mm. Um, it's just the stuff that does stay with you. But also like for me, I always metabolize that. And I was like, well, I'm going to fucking show you bitches. Like that is something I've always had in me too. It's like, and I've recently, I actually just had this conversation with myself the other day. I'm like, who are you? Who are you trying to impress now? You oh, know? Man. Because I really don't need, I don't feel like I have anyone else to impress. Like I've already had my moments, like the ex that I took to lunch because they thought my videos were stupid and now look, you know, or the friend that like, I've already made those, like, I've already laid those to rest. My parents, when they were like, oh my God, you can die happy because that was a beautiful performance in the show. I'm like, thank you for finally seeing, you know, or not that they didn't see, but like, they just didn't understand the investment of money into it. Well, listen, I, you know, it's tough to talk about family, I think, because th- these are people that we owe so much to, and of course, love to the ends of the earth. But I really have been working on with myself and with my therapist with like, what, how can I coexist in a world with my family who are mm-hmm. all people who have always championed me, but are so outside of my lived gay experience. Right. And they are so excited, but I still, I think, feel this sense of needing, not not necessarily the approval, but like the validation that what is going on is not only difficult, but also important and also big and all those things. And I, you know, I... I'm about to do literally we're recording this right now. It's about 2 PM in about four hours. I'm doing my second really big mushroom trip and I am so fucking excited, but I'm bringing this up because one of the things, one of my like intentions I'm going to work on is like, what, who am I trying to impress and who, and why do I need that validation from others versus from within? And I think what you're describing is very much that of like acknowledging when you feel it from within, how it can empower you moving forward. Yeah, because I will say, like, the there's been so many times where I've, like, 
shown people like I've shown them like, oh, you were wrong. Yeah. And it never feels as good as a, as you think it's going to feel. But I also think like the, the I think sometimes like the success or the good news, I'm learning like I, I will feel the high for a few seconds and be like, oh, but I'm still the same person. And like, that's been an interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Change. Then you go into like, it's the same thing as like, if you're not used to receiving love all the time, like good productive love when you do receive it or you receive that good news you're excited because you're receiving it for one two three four times but then you go into protective mode of like oh wait but now i have to like step into doing this and i have Mm. to am i am i worthy am i yes all this all this bullshit that we tell ourselves because that's what's normal for us is to doubt and to you know, but really, I'm always like push push that away because there's a reason in which you're getting this good news. There's a reason yeah. this person has come into your life. Like you, it's it. Everything happens, in my opinion, for a reason. So like, soak it up, suck it up, soak it in, and you know. But you do have to like. I always say it's not. You really do have to believe that you deserve good things to happen to you good career things happen to you because if you don't then how is anyone else going to 100 percent, and i and that really resonates with me because i think there's sometimes the scarcity mindset that comes up about like uh, wait a minute do i deserve is it going to be it's going to go away tomorrow don't even feel happy about it and it's like well actually just be present babe yeah and not being like toxically positive about it either of like no no, no don't think that i'm like think the thought but don't think the thought so much that it becomes the reality. You know Ooh. what I mean? Everyone, <laughs> everyone, listen to that. Uh, we also need to listen to the answer of your next podcast question. Johnny Sibley, if the world was ending and you could save one character actress, would it be the one we discussed or, or someone else? Honestly, I think, yes, I would want to save Sally Field, but I also feel like Sally is kind of like, well, if the world's ending, I'm good to go. <laughs> like, if you listen to Sally talk about life, she's, like, so chill and, like, she's, like, down to go. Like, not <laughs> not saying, like, I get the vibe that she wants to die, but, like... Headline like, from Johnny Sibley's episode of Gayest Podcast, Sally Field is ready to die. Holds <laughs> <laughs> out, everyone. No, but, um, you know, I just... I feel like she's lived such a great life that she's and and you know I don't know maybe but I do feel like let's talk about someone new I feel like Diane Keaton I would want to save that national I am waiting for someone on that's a gay ass live show to represent Diane Keaton because she I rewatched something's gotta give recently on a plane and one of my absolute that that movie I, I haven't fully dived into why it's such a gay film but like diane keaton what a gorgeous answer i i mean first wives club having a lesbian daughter which by the way let's reference sally field's gay son i mean i think that also helps her that also helps kind of our our love for her but is there a diane keaton number one film is it hard for you to choose well okay so i love first wives club obviously but like when i'm feeling like i just put it on the other day i watched something's got to give like whenever i'm feeling like emotional about like where i am in relationship and like or without relationship i put on movies that inspire me like to love more Mm. and so like my favorite movie of all time is sleepless in seattle um Mm. something's got to give is always one that i pop in because one it's about older people and like sometimes when it comes to relationship it feels like 
there's a like a clock yeah and like at one point you won't be lovable anymore i think that's that's partly why it's a gay film is because that's something that especially young gay men like struggle with is like the idea that at one point they won't be viable or worthy and again that's not true but it's just something that and that's what goes on in the film it's like she's you know she's got her daughter she's divorced like but she wants love and and it comes in the form of this fucking guy that she would never assume and it's just such a special film and like all the turtlenecks and the white cardigans and the walks on the beach. I mean, there's something to be said for the Nancy Myers cinematic universe. I just, (laughs) that is what I want to manifest. My delusion is honey, a huge Island. Uh, I want to be in a Marvel film. I'm like, I want to be part of the Nancy Myers Avengers, bitch. (laughs) Bitch. And by the way, if I may make, if I may make one thing very clear, I want the Nancy Myers life and career but also my island cannot be so big that i can't reach across from it i do not stand for islands that are literal islands like it's not if that's just one thing i want to make if i if we are manifesting specifically (laughs) i would like i would like an island but i don't want it to be so big that like what are we doing here yeah, I get that. Totally. I mean, I, wa- I was just in P-Town for the 4th of July, and I was like, I need to buy a house here because this yeah. is where I want to finish up. I did. I was following along because a uh, dear friend of ours, Nick Norsha, was there with oh. you. Also a friend of the pod, Ian Padgett. But uh, I wrote down this question. Where are you a bigger slut, East Coast or West? Oh, my God. Absolutely the East Coast. Mm-hmm. The East Coast is where I really have gotten my full life and potential in terms of sex, like, especially in, like, um, the northern hemisphere of the East Coast, like, New York. Like, I know that I'm always going to have sex when I go to New York because the boys in New York do not play around when it comes to sex. Like, no one has time. Like, no one has time to fuck around and, like, take their time, like, they say what they want, they get it, and I love that about them because they say get in, get in, get off, get out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like it's just such a it's just in the air there for in a in a different way. And I think it's because of like the like I mean the East Coast is just much more of a like let's get this done coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the West Coast is like, let's like chill vibes. Did you get laid in P Town? Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually did things in P-Town that I would have never assumed I'd do. Um, Like, I went to a sex party, which I was like, you know, three years ago, I would have been like, I would, you know. (laughs) Clutch the pearls. Like, the older I get, the more I'm like, wait, why did I think that? Like, what? who who am I trying to, again, impress? Who am I trying to, um, you know... Like, it's like one of those things, oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Right, right, right. I want to get to the end of my life not worrying about like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Did I follow the rule book that we don't know who wrote it? Have you seen that video of the guy who talks about being passed around at the bathhouse? Yes, I saw that. And I'm just like, what a king. Like, truly just like, those were the days. And like, and I'm just like, I want to think about life like those were the days, not like. And we can say that these are the days. These are the days. <laughs> so then did the sex party go to your liking? Was it, how was it? Well, I didn't have sex there, but I definitely watched, um, you know, some live and in, in living color. And I was like, okay, this is an experience that I've had. And like, you know, not in a way that's like, I would never do that again. But I did 
think to myself like oh okay this is um a way to have sex yeah and i was like so pro everything that was going on i was like i just love that everyone's so free here and like people are naked and people are you know doing this that and the other um but even just being in p-town and there was like this energy of like you're attracted to people but it doesn't feel like a desperation it feels yeah people actually do want to get to know you yes you know it was and it's also i think i what i love about that experience and i've been having some similar ike love as i call it which is that like it's all about it's it's the it's about the connection and it's like there it takes away the desperation and the um any sense of doing it because you're forced to do anything it's all about just following your fucking bliss and that to me is like and without the shame and that to me is like really radical oh yeah and i mean like yeah following your your pussy bliss like it is just like i yeah because when you're at home it's a little different because it's like oh you've worked through the week and like oh we're going out i hope i fucking get laid because i need it like whereas like on when you're already like you're watching drag shows in P-Town. You're going to cute dinners. You're riding your bike, which feels so, like, different. And then you, like, see a hot guy and you strike up a conversation. You're like, wait, this is the vibe. Like, you know? This and is the vibe. Fuck. <laughs> I still haven't been to P-Town, and it's it's on it's on the list. I, I think every queer person should go because it's very queer-friendly. You know, and I feel like it really breeds, like, people that have more of an open mind. Yeah. And it's just like it's like an island town, but without being an island. It's it's just really nice. I highly recommend. Great fucking pitch. Well, Johnny, you mm-hmm. have been and will continue to be an angel on this earth and such a great fucking guest. And before we say goodbye, I'm gonna ask you the final question I did not prep you on, which is Johnny, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Um it's gotta be Sister Act. I like she her star vehicle like she just really ate up everything about that not a single crumb left behind by sister (laughs) dolores van cartier and johnny that is a full yes agree slay king johnny thank you again and where can people follow you oh people can follow me on all social media platforms just using my first and last name johnny sibley which i thought about when i was younger and i was like i'm just gonna keep it my name because one day it'll just be my name um Mm. (laughs) so find me there i'll be there Thank you so much for listening to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. If you want to see a live show, your wishes might come. And the tickets are going on sale for the LA show for September 14th soon. And right before that, we're announcing the New York date and lineup. So keep your eyes peeled for the Gay-Ass Podcast Instagram and my Instagram at Eric Wills. I'll see you next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.